Welcome to the Beyond Strength Climbing Podcast, where we cover training education, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Palmeyer and Katya Dove. Okay, we're back with another episode. Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, okay, so today we're going to talk about this concept of plateaus. Like, we're going to try to define it. And some ways that maybe, you know, that you will overcome your plateau. I believe everyone can overcome a plateau no matter what they're, what sport they're training. Um, but we're, we will talk specifically about climbing. Um, yeah. And I was excited about doing this episode because I feel like in the last couple of emails I've sent and some Instagram posts have been focused around plateaus because this is actually the biggest reason why I think it's the motivation that athletes have to then seek out a coach because they've, they've been trying a lot of different things or have, don't know really like what to do when they've hit this in their, in their mind, a plateau, like nothing's changed. Um, so that would be the number one reason why most of our clients work with us. Um, and yeah, hopefully in this episode, we can kind of help with that a little bit. Um, cause it, I think it, there are some like easy concepts that mm -hmm. you can implement. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. if you think about plateaus and we're actually going to maybe, Ooh, I did just zoom in. Ooh, that's crazy. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> can you still hear me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this technology. Okay, great. So we're going to talk a little bit about this in a minute. Um, we want to define what plateaus are, but when we think about it, we all have a certain genetic potential, like what we're physically capable of. On top of that, we're going to add what we're mentally capable of, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, like we technically could all reach a plateau at yeah. some point, but technically for all of us, there should only ever be one true like plateau where we're like really plateauing where there will mm -hmm. not be any change mm -hmm. and that might just be also the top of the mountain you know for us yeah but most of us are not gonna ever really reach that most of us are not really gonna reach our genetic potential mm -hmm. and you know except for the very very tippy toppy athletes but even for them I think you know we're still making progress in most sports certainly climbing for that and now we can think about like, how do we define a plateau? You know, some people might define a plateau as something shorter lived, or we just like riffed up this a little bit before we started the podcast. We were really like, well, how do people really define plateaus? And mm -hmm. we have our personal stories that we'd like to share. So Mercedes, what do you, what do you think, or how do you think people define plateaus? How would you define a plateau? And yeah. how can we... Yeah, normally, I guess when I talk to athletes about their plateau, it's that they are actually looking at a grade and that they haven't moved from that grade. Um, or maybe they've regressed in that grade. Um, so a lot of the perspective, I think, comes from this grade. Um, and the reason could be for a lot of different factors, but I think what people tend to come to us with is, I don't know what to do. What do I do next? I don't know what my weaknesses are because I feel lost. Um, or I've tried everything. 
And so we can, we can't talk about all of those things, but I would say that's, that's the biggest, uh, that there hasn't been a, a change in grade. And for some people that could be, I haven't seen a change in grade in three months mm-hmm. and that, okay, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. Um, and some people it's like, okay, I haven't seen a grade change in about a year. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, so there is this like kind of range that people have in their mind of like, I should continue, like see grade progression often. Um, and that might for them define, oh, I've hit a plateau. Totally. One of the things that I love that you just said naturally is that when we think about a plateau, time matters so much, right? Because I think most people in simplified ways would would say they would define a plateau as a lack of improvement. If we had to simplify this. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the question is like, over what time? What time are we looking at? You know, and I think to really define a plateau. But independent of that, we are going to be, you know, talking about some strategies of how to overcome a perhaps perceived plateau. I like to call it perceived plateau. Maybe how to overcome a perceived plateau or how to change your thinking around plateauing or not. Because for some people, maybe sort of the the rate of change or the rate of improvement, it might fluctuate or it might have changed. Like now they might improve differently or they might now improve in different areas in their climbing. And so, as you said, really beautifully is like, often people just think about it in terms of grades. You know, I haven't climbed a new grade in a while. And actually what's really funny, one of the first questions that I will ask people sometimes is then something as simple as, well, how often have you tried? I know it's a very simple question, but not everybody actually like tries to actually practically break into the next grade. So I say this because I think sometimes there's sort of this um, loophole that we have in our own brains that we think we're on a plateau when maybe we're not on a plateau or we put ourselves onto a plateau. But, you know, the self-made plateaus are the ones that are even easier to break than the Mm -hmm. ones that might actually mimic a plateau. And so even something as simple as if you do care about breaking to the next grade, but you're not trying, you know, the next grade boulders or roots, then obviously, you know, that's one reason. And I say that so simply, but that happens quite often. And I think it happens because people want to feel like they're ready for the next grade before they try the next grade. It's like they want to have permission to be able to even try the next grade. I just had a conversation with an athlete about it. She wants to try this next grade, but she feels like she can't yet for arbitrary reasons, um, because she hasn't climbed X number of climbs of the lower grade, for example. And, you know, that's an arbitrary reason. And I just reminded her, I'm like, this is your life. Go have fun, do whatever you want to do, you know? (laughs) And um, yeah. Anyway, I'm digressing because I love talking about these things. No, I think that's a, that would be an easy, that might actually be one of the easiest things to do if you are in a plateau is just try a little harder. As mm-hmm. in, sure, maybe the, the effort that you're putting in, but like maybe even just the grade. Like, yeah, expose yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself yeah. the opportunity, you know, yeah. to like move on to the next summit. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. We also talked about this, Um. but just before we started recording, like I shared with Mercedes, I'm going to share with you all the other day as I recorded the last podcast episode, I shared a little bit about my own climbing and I shared some grades and I was reflecting and it occurred to me that I 
have not climbed a new bouldering grade. That's not true in ropes, but I have not climbed a new bouldering grade in four years, which I was like, wow, time went by real fast. And partially, I mean, that's actually for different reasons, but let me tell you, it is not for the reason that I my climbing did not improve. And I just shared with Mercedes that one of the bigger compliments that I've gotten over the last year is when she, Mercedes Palmeyer, mm -hmm. and I climbed together last, I think, November or so, whenever you came to visit me, and you were like, whoa, you've really improved your climbing since I saw you last, which was only a year ago or so. Like, I don't even know when we saw each other before then, but it wasn't that it was not like four years ago. And the most important part is that I had felt like my climbing improved so much in those four years. My bouldering had improved so much in those four years, even though I did not climb a new grade in those four years. And which is why I had it had not even occurred to me that I didn't climb a new grade. I didn't even think about it because I had just seen the progression of my climbing. And I will say the most important part was how I felt and how I feel when I climb now. I just have this new level of confidence when I, um, you know, try new boulders. And, you know, independent of grades, some other ways of how I feel my climbing has really improved is that I can climb, you know, harder grades, whatever that means, but harder grades for myself, way faster. I can do them pretty fast. My onsite level has come up. So I can now, you know, onsite, you know, harder problems. And I can also bring more confidence to these harder problems to begin with. I remember when I sent um, one of my um, latest sport routes, I remember my friend asked me, so how do you feel about climbing tomorrow? And like on this route that I was trying to red point. And I was like, I think it'll go. And he was like, wow, you're very confident. And I was like, I am very confident because I know I can climb it. I had no doubt I could do it. It didn't mean that it would go because it's climbing, but I knew I was absolutely capable of doing it. And I sent it, which was also, also great. So then my friend was like, well, I guess you were right. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's not about being like cocky or arrogant, right? You know, I mean, you know this, I love talking about confidence. That's for not a podcast, but it's really just like having this deep-seated knowing inside of yourself what you're capable of. And that's how I felt. So I think that was like a huge thing that I've learned over the last four years is like having this confidence in my climbing and in myself even though maybe from the outside, it looks like I hit a plateau because I didn't climb a new grade, you know, in four years, which is but absolutely that, that, true. Route, that route that you sent was actually a new grade. So I wanted to say that. So I, yeah. I didn't climb a new grade on boulders in four years, but I did on sport. So yeah. that is slightly different. Um, so I want to yeah. just emphasize this, but I still mostly boulder. So it's not like, oh, she didn't send a new boulder in four. She didn't send a new grade on boulders. <laughs> Because she's been climbing on sport, duh, you know, mm -hmm. um, actually like, you know, climbing on sport, like you doing some sport climbing was more of an excursion from bouldering. So it is slightly different in that I still boulder most of the time. But another reason for why I want to share this, because I think some other people might resonate with this, actually. Another reason why I haven't climbed a new grade outside is also simply because I am a busy adult. I don't like to call myself busy. I like to say my life is full. It's full of joy. But, you know, I run a wonderful company and I work with an amazing person in this coaching business. It's called Modus Athletica. And I'm also a mom um, of a six-year-old son who I just love. So I spend a lot of time with my family. And so really the days that I get to go outside and project hard things, they are limited. 
as much as I love going outside and Salt Lake City has great access, they are still limited compared to some of my friends who don't have a family. And so I honestly also just haven't tried a ton of new big projects over the last couple of years. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. My climbing has still improved, mm -hmm. even though I haven't sent a new grade. And you're seeing improvement in the gym. Absolutely. And as I said, I feel like the biggest improvement that I'm seeing for myself is also just how I feel about my climbing. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that is a new grade, but I'm also, also able to send different styles of problems of the same grade. I'm able to send them inside and outside. I, I can go to different areas and still, you know, climb relatively hard for my own level. And again, it comes down to how I feel. I think that's the most important part. Yeah. So I actually, I told Mercedes before this podcast, I feel like in my life, I feel like I have not reached a plateau yet in my climbing. And part of that is also perspective. And Mercedes actually said she felt the same way. Do you want to share how you feel about plateaus and yeah, your climbing? Yeah, I... I definitely feel like I haven't reached a plateau in phases that I've been trying to push to the next grade. I've mm. definitely had years where I barely climbed. And of course, I regressed, you know, like uh, climbing once, maybe twice a week was not going to get me to the next level. Um, and so like those years were frustrating, but I never really said to myself, oh, I'm in a plateau. I'm like, this is the best I can do right now. Um, and so like for me, when I've really put the effort in, I've always seen improvement. Um, and it like, for me, it has been great improvements, uh, but also some of these other aspects of like, now I feel like I can onsite, you know, V5, at least outside almost anywhere, except maybe mm -hmm. Fontainebleau, <laughs> except <laughs> Fontainebleau, <laughs> you know, um, and that, that was a huge change for me. Um, being able to do better on slab like that was a huge learning process for me like i would avoid slab like the plague i did not want to climb on slab ever um and just by focusing on that it gave me a lot of uh maybe it ignited some purpose in my climbing as well like oh this is why i climb like this is beautiful movement a new style it's super cool um yeah so I also feel like I haven't really like hit a plateau. And right now I'm I'm in a phase where I was injured. I've been actually I've been a little sick the last couple of months. And so it it has been really hard for me to train. And so I'm I'm kind of in that dip right now. But again, I'm I'm hardly showing up at the climbing gym. Like I'm still mm -hmm. doing other things, but I'm not expecting to climb double digit again in a couple of months. Like that's just not possible. Um so like some of it could be expectations, but let's talk about some of these smaller ways because like, hopefully you're seeing that a plateau might not really mean the thing that you think it means. And it could be that you need to dig deep in yourself a little bit and see these other ways that you have improved in climbing. And if you don't know what those things are, it might mean you have to start measuring those things. Um, <clears throat> so, um, there are a couple of reasons why maybe you have stayed at the same grade. Let's just talk about that first. Mm -hmm. Uh, one is maybe you've been doing the same thing and trying the same level of climbing for a while. Maybe you've been doing it for six months, a year, a couple years. I know people who have been climbing the same 
level for the like three or four years and haven't changed anything. Uh, but they're not satisfied with that. Like they, they complain about it. Um, so that means, okay, it's time to change something. Yeah. It's like, like yeah. It's like what got you here is not going to get you there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you got here, but if you want to go somewhere else, you do need yeah. to do something else. Yes. And so like for those people, just like what Kashi and I said, like maybe you just got to try a little harder, try a little harder, change even just one thing, you know, it, a good place to start would be like, what's your biggest weakness and put some effort into that weakness once a week, give that at least two months before you decide to take that out. You know, you do have to, people are a little impatient uh, and they get comfortable with like, no, I, I really like doing these things. So I'm just going to keep doing these things. You have to get out of your comfort zone, do some things that feel really gross sometimes and just keep doing it. Uh, and I guarantee you're going to see a change. And so where you see that change, we're going to go into that in a second. So the first one was you might be hitting a plateau because you just haven't changed anything. The second one is if you've been changing too many things mm -hmm. too frequently and kind of like chasing the shiny object syndrome, um, I see more of that. I see more mm -hmm. of the the FOMO, like I saw this on Instagram. Oh, I heard this on a podcast. Oh, I like, I got to do yeah. all of these things. Yeah. And the typical thing that I hear then is like, I have tried all the things. I'm still not improving. And yeah. the question is, well, how long have you tried all the things? One, yeah. did you give each thing a chance to even work? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like the anxious syndrome, this idea of, well, I tried, I started it yesterday and I don't see improvement today. That means it must not be working. So I need to move on or doing too many things at once, which yeah. was me before yeah. I did MPT. I did just too many things. So my body just didn't even have a chance to go into performance mode because my body was always tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that's like a, another reason why people do hit a plateau is where they're training to the point of fatigue. Maybe they don't notice that they're tired, but they are training either too long or a little bit too hard over and over again. And that doesn't allow your body to adapt to the thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I see this happen a lot in, yeah, anxious folks, super mm -hmm. anxious. And I see this at the top level. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the easiest fix. I feel like for elite climbers, we just give them some deloading strategies and, oh, all of a sudden they're starting to like sand harder than they ever, ever did. Mm -hmm. um, it also includes, you yeah. know, doing the stuff that people do between training sessions. Yeah. You know, what's not climbing training, but maybe training for other things at the same time. Maybe just yeah. like doing too much altogether. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I actually just had a conversation with a friend about this too. This idea of feeling anxious about not being sure if something is going to work. And then trying to change too many things because now you're listening to all these podcasts, you're reading all these things, you're watching this on Instagram, you feel like you need to do all the things at the same time. And I told her that's the beauty of having a training plan is once you have a training plan, you can just trust the plan and you don't have to keep adding things. And this is what I had to learn. I, you know, trust the training plan. And I know I feel like I want to do more, but I also know, I know if I do the training plan, I'm going to get stronger only if I only do what's in the training plan. And so it gives me um, a peace of mind, really, when I do that. So 
Yeah, I think just like yeah. changing things too frequently is definitely another yeah. reason why people might not be able to adapt to mm -hmm. the changes that they did implement. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that comes back to structure as well, where when you have some structure and then you trust, like you just show up and keep doing those things, eventually something will change. It's I it's rare that I have never seen a change in an athlete when we put them on a, on a program, you know, and not even like a program that is insanely harder because that doesn't often work either. Mm -hmm. It's like meeting them where they're at. Let's just change a couple different things and change always happens. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some of the small things. So I guess maybe before we even talk about that is so when, when we talk about plateaus, we are measuring ourselves to this grade. Like, okay, I've been at this grade for so long. Grades are probably for you, for everybody, very motivating. Like, yes, I want to hit the next grade. And that's what's motivating me to show up. Um, but what happens when those grade jumps happen at a much slower rate? And it does happen, you know, like V1... Mm -hmm to be four mm -hmm. for a lot of people can happen relatively quickly in a couple like I would say like a couple of years you'll you'll see that jump some people do it in a much shorter time some people it takes longer uh but it eventually slows down you know because it does get harder and harder as you get better and better it is harder to improve uh specific things and that's when you really have to now come back to some of the smaller measurables whether that's qualitative or quantitative this is where you're going to start to see improvements rather than just looking at the grade um so you know we talk a lot about one percent better at modus you know like this is a concept from that i heard from um atomic habits guy james clear james clear mm -hmm. uh you know he talked about that English cycling coach who introduced 1% improvements across the board. And these are elite cyclists, you know, and they wanted to win the championship. And so instead of just trying to like get a better time, he's like, you know what? Let's make a 1% improvement across the board. Let's make your bike fit better. Let's change your pillow so you're sleeping a little bit better. Let's enhance your protein intake, you know, like all of these little things. And when you see those little like, oh, yeah, like I did get a little bit better here. Oh, I did mm -hmm. get a little bit better here. Uh, you do show up more confident, just like what you were saying, Katya. Yes, because you can see the improvements and the 1% better. It's also easier to commit to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes it's hard to commit to something big. And so sometimes it can be easy to be like, hey, today I'm showing up for this month. My goal is to be 1% better. And you can define for yourself what this is. Because I think one of the things that I wanted to say is the last kind of like way of plateauing is actually maybe not being, I don't want to call this being honest with yourself, but maybe not being as observant of how, how consistently you've actually been trying. Because I do get athletes too who say they have been training for years, but then when we go into the details, it's like, oh, they have been doing random training cycles for a couple of years where they train like two or three times a year for like six weeks or something. But they actually, because I don't know, that's the biggest misconception 
I feel like I find some in some of my athletes is that you train and then you don't train and then you train again and then you don't train. Whereas at Modus, we like train year round, but the training changes significantly. It changes when you're in performance season, for sure, because what changes is the intention of each season. But we are improving year round. And if you're improving year round, you're like continuing to like, you know, improve over the years and you're not really hitting a plateau because we are always like working on this 1% better. We are changing our intentions, but we're always, so to speak, training, right? And I think sometimes when people think, well, I have been training, but I'm not seeing improvements, they're actually going through these cycles where, you know, they train and then they stop. So then I don't say everything goes out the window because I don't believe that, but, and then they start training again, but they have some catching up to do. And that might not be working as well. That could also be like taking time off climbing, depending on where the athlete is at and then coming back. And so I think the 1% better can really help with that consistency too. Like staying consistent, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. um, work on one thing, you know, if you're not feeling great or if you have an upper body injury, maybe you could work on slab climbing. Literally the beauty of climbing is it's so multifaceted. There's so many aspects of climbing. Um, and I think that's actually one of the things I've done really well over the years is kind of like adapting, like edit, don't cancel, you know, make it, mm. make, make some changes to your training, but don't just stop training altogether. Yeah. When I hurt my ankles, I, you know, climb on ropes <laughs> versus boulders or, you know, I just, you know, I come up with, there's ways of modifying exercises. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, with the 1% better, what you can do now is define progress for yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are so many buckets, so many buckets that you can choose from. So how do you choose these buckets of uh, measurement? And it really comes down to identifying your weaknesses. Um, and I mean, there's, again, there's like a lot to choose from, but some easy things could be, you know, like, uh, can you lock off? Like, can you hold uh, like a bar 90 degree for 10 seconds? Um, if, you know, if that's a struggle, that's a good place to start, start building that up. And that's going to transfer over to your climbing because now you can hold yourself in a specific position. And that is going to really like being able to lock off that is going to open up so many doors yeah um maybe even just strength training in general if you are a climber who has Mm -hmm. done all sorts of you know climbing drills and climbing improvement but you've never really focused on any just general strength training that could really help you too yeah and it's easy to identify weaknesses when you strength train. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like we do yeah. these assessments. We do yeah. assessments and based on that, it tends to be really easy for us to be like, oh yeah, yeah this is what you should be working on. And people yeah. think it's magic where you know it's really <laughs> simple. It comes down to very simple <laughs> principles. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Or you know, do you lack power? Well, you know, you can train power and it doesn't even have to be a long cycle. You can focus on power. Mm-hmm. Um or like we have these assessments for even for endurance, even for boulder boulders, you know, who feel like, oh, I don't need endurance, but it can really, if your baseline endurance improves. Yeah. And that's a really way, uh, easy way of measuring it too. And if you can bring up your endurance, I'm, chances are good you also be, you know, climbing harder things because you have a lot more capacity yeah. to be climbing harder things. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Improving your on-siding, like very intentionally mm-hmm. trying to work on your on-siding. It can really mm-hmm. help your root reading skills. It can really help your climbing intuition and your um, 
sort of flexible adjustment on the wall, like making quick decisions on the wall and really getting that, that feeling for um, body position as you're trying to onsite. Yeah. That could, that's a really, you know, fun way of trying to see improvements in your climbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm a fan of switching it up because I love to boulder and um, lead climb. So it's just switching it up too sometimes, you know, like trying a different type of sport within the sport could be really helpful too. And teach yeah. you a lot. If you're a rope climber mostly and you even just, you know, boulder for a month or two, I bet you it will be really great yeah. um, for your sport climbing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've listed a bunch of things. Uh, so first, identify what you're going to be measuring. How are you going to define progress? Um, what is you going to be like, what's your 1% better? And maybe only choose one or two things to change it in your week that you're going to physically work on in your session. You could also like things off the, to the side that you could try. That's not climbing specific is like small changes in nutrition, your sleep, stress levels, anxiety. Um, but when you add too many of those up, uh, it can start to feel overwhelming. And now you're not sticking to a program long enough for there to create change. So it's 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 better to just choose one or two things, add that, and give it at least eight weeks, minimum mm-hmm. eight weeks. I would say give it three months um, and measure that thing at the end of every session. Just check in, like, how did I do with that today? And even just that, just checking in with yourself and putting some intention, uh, man, I think that makes, like, mentally it feels like, oh, yeah. Like I'm working towards a thing. Uh, and if anyone's interested, I am doing a mindful movement challenge right now. Uh, you can find that on my Instagram. I think, again, it comes down to this intentionality in your movement. Like what Kachi was talking about with the onsighting, like onsighting really flexes that muscle of improvisation, making quick decisions. And for some people, technique Some people don't know how to work on technique. And if you just change the intention of your movement, that's going to change your your technique. Um, So that's another bucket that you could look at for improvement. Yeah, so many options. Yeah. So that's that's basically it. And I think it's maybe also, we're going to hopefully talk about this in a podcast of defining progress and like is defining yourself based on grade the best thing um mm-hmm. defining yourself as a climber and like your value you know uh but think about that as a question mm-hmm. like what what is it that you're measuring how do you define yourself and is defining yourself through grades the best for you totally that was a nice cool. way to end yeah thank you all thank right you all for we'll listening s- yeah. and Continue the journey. Continue the journey. All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please rate this podcast. It's the easiest way to support what we do. And if you're looking to train as a busy human, we've got you. Our climbing training membership will help you get stronger, feel better, and climb harder with minimal training and a solid support system. Uh, So you can sign up for the next round of Stronger Together if you go to modusathletica.com forward slash Stronger Together. Thanks again.